to our first ever episode of Knights of Infinite Resignation, a podcast where we'll be looking at the infinite possibility of the future, because it's going to happen whether we like it or not. I'm your host, Jack Sinclair. I'm Claire Adams. I'm Thomas Monaghan. So how is everyone? Are we good? Been a good week? Yeah, it's just been really busy with travelling with my job. Yeah, mine's uh, been uh, quite steady, really. Nothing, nothing to really report. Good. So no complaints? None whatsoever. Good. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, apart from trying to set up this podcast by not doing anything, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a good week. Successful all round, then. Yeah, but obviously, I know you guys have prepped for this podcast. And you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I mean, I do all the post work, so it's okay. It's not a big deal. I, I know that you watched Prometheus for the first time, Tom. That was, a, you know, well done you. <laughs> okay. I didn't know it was so much of a challenge. No, but it shows that, you know, you, you contribute I to have this eyes. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and you've taken notes, I know that much. Yes, yes. Illegible notes, I may add, but... <laughs> well, that's much better than the, the preview test that we did, so we're already stepping up. It's a good thing. <laughs> I've technically stepped backwards, because I have made no notes this time round, compared to the first time. But you have seen all the films that we'll be talking about, so it's okay. Perfect. Yeah. So basically, uh, this week, uh, we are going to be looking at the possibility of the future of the Alien franchise. So we're going to be looking, uh, or at least we can talk about Prometheus, Alien, Aliens, or is it Aliens 2? I don't know if there's actually a number on that, or if it's just Alien and then Aliens. I think it's Alien, then Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Yeah, so we'll be looking at those. I don't think Alien 3 and Alien 4 are even considered continuity, so we won't bother with that. And so, yeah, we're going to look at how they depict the future and whether or not we think that that's likely to be, or aspects of it are likely to actually happen, or what aspects might not happen. And obviously, uh, I'm going to start with you, Tom, because you obviously just recently watched Prometheus, and I've seen that you've got a notepad of notes. Yes. Uh, is there anything you'd like to bring up is there any points you thought anything you think that's likely to be something that uh, is going to happen i mean, remember as well the alien film is set like just over 100 years in the future yes so whether or not you think that's like achievable to happen in that time period you can add that in yeah um on one hand i i, I don't think we would probably achieve so much in i'm going to stop you there tom yeah. Because I can see your face. Yeah. It's pointing in the wrong direction of the mic. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but the <laughs> thing is, it's... Uh... All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want you to like start kissing the mic. Because uh, my sound levels went quite high then. Right. Right. Bit better? That's better. Is it better, Jack? <laughs> it is better, thank you. Uh, good. Good. <laughs> um, I forgot what you what you what you said, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, uh, the alien movies. Yeah. Achievable. Think that. Think anything like that's going to happen? I'd say it probably need a little bit longer than the sort of estimated sort of time of like a hundred years. I think it might might need a little bit more. Why'd you say that? Well, because you, you're gonna you're bound to have little lulls. Of sort of time where technology isn't going to maybe progress so much. If you get what you mean, like for example, you know, from the space race, you know, the 
initial space race to, I don't know, probably late 80s, early 90s. There's probably a bit of a, a maybe a slight lull there where the other, where they're more just interested in just chucking stuff into the orbit of the Earth. And yeah, I just, I just think there's going to be little gaps in his, you know, in the sort of up and coming future where, you know, technology isn't going to advance as quickly as we would like. I think what was unrealistic for me was the fact that from when they discovered all of the um, artwork suggesting that the creators of humans wanted us to find them up to when they actually decided to go into space, there was only about a two-year gap between finding that cave painting in Scotland to actually being halfway across the galaxy on the way to this new planet. I believe it was only like two years. So it just, that seems unrealistic to me, straight off. Well, I would say that the most unrealistic part of that was finding alien gods that had created us and said, mm, come find us. I don't think that's probably going to happen. To me, that was a bigger leap of kind of imagination. <laughs> is, that, is that not how we're created? You've literally just destroyed my whole outlook of life. Yeah, I, I don't think the future is going to reveal that aliens created us yeah. in, a, in the way that they depict it. Like, I don't think these big, like beefy white men are going to actually be the creators of mankind like they were unusually cut people like i don't really get what was going on with them yeah they didn't really build us in their image yeah i love the fact that all the cave paintings (laughs) what did you say speak Speak for yourself yourself. (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry thor no problem a bold thor (laughs) more like a thumb than thor I um I like the fact that all the cave paintings were of them were depicted of them doing the Usain Bolt pose or a strange <laughs> yeah. dab. They were sort of doing a really weird <laughs> dab. No, that's something I do think is very like I think dabbing's gonna become bigger. I don't think we've seen the end of dabbing. I think we have. I think the the only dab we're gonna see is a dib dab and I think they're gonna come back. They were making a big comeback, weren't they? Well the sweets, dim dab dib dabs. Yeah, they are coming back, right? Did they ever go away? Uh there was a lull. Uh, probably there a, was a lull. A lull, yeah. There's always a lull. You know, that's what I mean. Technology has a lull. <laughs> dib-dabs have a lull. <laughs> the lore of the dib-dab. Yeah, exactly. The dib-dab news. <laughs> and the dib-dab don't. <laughs> now, that was something you mentioned about the Prometheus. Like, from discovering the paintings to these, like, two years later, they're across space. They never cover, like, how they travel. Because obviously they're travelling to different solar systems and they need to use hypersleep. Yeah. But... That means that obviously they're super long distances, so it must take an incredible length of time. Now, obviously, when Ripley is found in Aliens, they say that she was in an unusually long hypersleep, which was like 57 years or something. Yeah. And so, but I imagine it's like months or maybe even a couple of years that they have to be in this hypersleep. And in the first Alien film, they are just literally towers. They are towing an oil refinery or like a coal refinery or whatever between colonies. So they are literally, they're not like a big expedition. They're not like a a scientific research vessel. They are literally just basically one big space truck towing a refinery. And they have hypersleep. So it must be really weird for them. Because imagine if you had a mate on Earth, like a best friend who's your twin, like age-wise. And then you go, oh, I'm just going to go do a couple of shifts. You come back and automatically they're now like four years older than you. Because you go into a hypersleep, you stop aging to do this trip. Like having a job in space must be shit because you just, you miss most of history doing your job. 
But I suppose you get to experience different parts of history that you probably wouldn't well, at a younger age. Yeah, yeah but then you, it'd be really sucky to have any social relationships. You couldn't commit to anyone. And I don't think it's a very high-paid job, because in the first Alien film, the two engineer dudes are talking about like how they can get a bit more... Well, clearly, you just look at them. They clearly ain't flushed with cash. <laughs> like, it's obviously not a, that well-paid a job. I don't know why they're doing it. Like, how shit is society in that universe that that's, like, it's a shitty-paid job. You spend most of your time sleeping through many years just to drag some oil refinery for nothing. Also, to be also treated like crap by your company that does think you're expendable. Yeah, but technically, with you being put in hypersleep, you don't really age. So you're like at an age, you stay younger for longer. So that's a positive. Well, that's what I don't get. It's a society that has created essentially an immortal machine, and yet there's still inequality. Yeah, because it makes you think, are they only using it for space travel, or are they using it on Earth as well? Yeah, like, honestly, if that thing's slowing down time, I assume everyone's fridge is the same thing. Nothing would ever go out of date. Because they obviously aren't, I don't assume they're that expensive because it's not even like an expensive vessel that they're on. It just looks shitty and everything's wet and grimy. Yet they have hypersleep pods that will keep them alive forever, apparently. And they, you could just store anything in there, surely, and it'd never go off. So there shouldn't be any, like, food shortages. Why are these people being paid fuck all? And why, like, how, like, to me, I think that's quite believable. I think that's what our future's going to be. Where it's just everyone's treated like shit, even though they have essentially the tools to be gods. Yeah, but just because it's accessible to everyone, it doesn't mean that society standards are going to change. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? The rich will still be rich and can stay young forever and keep all their money. And I don't know where I was going with that. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't Cut know if that. I can. because this was, that That was an extended bit of conversation. This might not be able to be edited. I think there's going to be a running theme with these podcasts, you know. <laughs> Very much eat the rich kind of mentality. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can't help it. We're not rich. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, like, as I said, like, I want the next episode to be like about the possibility of a universal basic income. Like, there's going to be a lot of uh, fuck capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to know about this hypersleep is do you do trial runs beforehand? in like a tester to see whether it's something that you can tolerate because it might make some people really ill because like you know when people come out of it they end up vomiting feel like shit for days on end do they do testers or do they just put you straight into it and it's like a deal with it i think it's a deal with it because they like in the second one they just shoved newt in that thing like so a little girl can handle it i know newt's quite hardcore but like she's fine they just get in it a cat can get in it with a person I think it's fine. So it's just weird that in this world, like, that's someone's job, is just to, like, basically live forever dragging shit through space. <laughs> I, but that, I, that's the thing. I, I, surely there, there must be more uses for a kind of, like, a hypersleep chamber than that. Like, I imagine if they're, if they're, like, the poor, and that's what they're doing, the rich people in that world must be living such a good... Like, they must, like, sleep in those things every night. They must, like, double their lifespan just through that. Surely. I think that's the kind of the point I was trying to make before when I cocked it up big time. Right. <laughs> well, it'd be pretty good to, you know, for example, if you you wake up, 
it's raining outside. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to sleep. Wake me up when it's uh, summer. I mean, we could really do with them now. You know, just like with the elections and what's going on in America. If you just kind of like, I'm just gonna go to sleep for like five years and just like see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but that might be a big regret because you might wake yourself up in five years and the world is gone to shit even more than it is now. Well, yeah, that's as in America. Trump's nuked Korea like. Theresa May is now queen. <laughs> I don't think that's what we're voting for in the next election, is it? But we don't know what the next. We don't know what happens in five years. I was just going to say them. The, there might not be uh, anyone there to actually wake you up in five years. Well, that's it. If half the country's like decided to go to sleep. Yeah, and you might have a whole evil dead army of darkness situation where you wake up and it, you've slept too long. Ooh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But back to the point. <laughs> and I can't remember what our point was. Um, with the alien films, was there anything else? Well, also, in the alien films, they literally can create almost perfect human beings as robots. Yeah. So not only is it a society where you can live forever, pretty much, you could store anything forever, but you can also create humans that are better than humans. But also, uh, for some reason, don't rebel? Like, so they do everything they're told? Yeah, they, they haven't broke their code in type of thing. Either. Yeah, so it kind of, this seems like a, it should be a super awesome future. It kind of doesn't mm. really make sense why humans would bother to travel such large distances when you can literally create a humanoid yeah. that will never age. You'd never have, you don't have to put it into sleep. You know, David's walking around doing everything. Why is, why are they not just sending them? Yeah. Why are they paying people to do these jobs that literally a robot can do on its own? I don't understand why in the first Alien film it isn't just Ash and the mother computer. Why do they need anything else? I suppose there's that element of humans like to explore. And the plus the fact as well, we were looking for our creators, so it wouldn't really make sense just to send humanoids. Yeah, but that's in Prometheus. Yeah. In Alien, they literally are just towers. Huh. Not proper towers, because I never saw them stop off at a little chef. <laughs> you don't know. The cosmic little chef. They might have stopped off. How do cosmic, you know? Nah. Well, little chefs are closing down now anyway, so I don't think there'll be any left in the future. What do you think will be, like, the stop-off spaceport fast food chain? There's bound to be McDonald's still. Do you think? Um. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're too established now. Little chef, you know, they were, they had their time. They're dying. See, I think that all the major like brands... Like Burger King. <laughs> yeah, but I think the major brands, that's it. They'll be too comfortable with the market they're in. I think someone's going to snoop, like sneak in. Some under-the-radar one will be the first one to get in on like an Elon Musk travel thing. Like Dixie Chicken. I think Dixie Chicken's going to be the space food. <laughs> Dixie Chicken. It's just going to be Dixie Chicken. I mean, it's chicken. Everyone likes chicken. If you're in space... The one thing you're always going to want is some chicken. Space chicken. Space chicken. A bit of space chicken. Yeah, I love a bit of space chicken. Well, I mean, what about people like me that don't eat space chicken? Space fungus chicken. What, another thing I didn't quite sort of get with uh, the alien films and stuff like this, they're on spaceships, right? And hmm. obviously, if we go up into space in a spaceship, there's no gravity. Yeah. So you're, flo- so you're floating around. So why aren't they floating around in the spaceships and aliens and stuff? Well, that's it. They've obviously got some sort of gravity Magnet. machine. Yeah, magic, essentially. Yeah, because your space chicken would go everywhere. This film, <laughs> basically, they depict only within 100 years will have created immortal sleeping machines, yep. a gravity machine, 
perfect humanoid robots. Um, I and also faster than light travel. It has to be faster than light travel. So it's not happening. I don't think this is a very realistic future. Well, you just think of it, when you look at TVs, from how they were a hundred years ago, you know, or just under a hundred years ago. I think John Logie Beard, about in the twenties, it was basically a box with a bit of glass, and now it's pretty much the same, just a bit flatter or curved. Did they have televisions in the twenties? I think that's when he invented it. I'm pretty sure they we didn't have TVs a hundred years ago. No, I didn't. I weren't alive. <laughs> I did. I had the first one. Uh, you're you're a robot, Jack. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. We already have the technology. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> <laughs> As we record this on our spaceship. <laughs> yeah, with our chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after stopping off at the Dixie spaceport. Yeah, I know. Price of space fuel these days, eh? <laughs> I know. Uh, a thousand quarts <laughs> a litre. <laughs> I mean, is the currency not a space chicken? <laughs> Everything's in space chicken. <laughs> How much yeah. does a space chicken cost? It costs two space chickens for a space chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a live chicken equals a bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did read that there was a kind of logical explanation as to why they have hypersleep. Like, it might not be, like, if they've got faster than light travel, it might not be for that reasoning. It might be just to like save on supplies, so you don't have to have as much oxygen. Then you don't have to have as much food, even though if you've got hypersleep things, you can store whatever the fuck you want. It shouldn't be an issue. Uh, but that makes yeah. sense to me. So that maybe isn't that make, that kind of works. I think that maybe that they have faster light travel, so they're not sleeping just to because it takes so many years. So maybe society isn't as like delayed. Because of that. But then that just causes more issues again for me. It's like, we can travel anywhere, yet it still looks shitty. Like, I just don't get why it looks so shitty. Unless it's just, they invented the technology, like, well, say for example, if this is 100 years in the future, they created it in the next 20 years. So, and then from from then on, the poor people have managed to get hold of it, and it's just, well, basically, they've been left over with the dregs. Well, I so suppose it's corporation controlled, isn't it? Yeah. That's it. It'd be they're driving around an equivalent of an old banger. Yeah. Also, I, I, I don't remember if it's I, I, governments ever mentioned in the Alien franchise. It only seems to be companies. I just wonder whether or not. Yeah, it's just Wayland Corporation. The, yeah, the Wayland Yutani thing. So I just wonder if, like, do corporations just run everything now? Like, there's no countries. It's just companies. Because also, all the in Aliens, the like colony the go on to LV-42, whatever the fuck, they're company-run. And the whole idea is if if uh, one of these people who live here um, with the company discover something, they get to keep it. Like, it's a kind of new frontier, like, selling point. Like, go to this shitty right. place, but if you find, like, a gold mine, that's yours. Like, you, you own that. Hmm. You see, that doesn't seem unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the way that things are going now, that... The government is selling off bits to companies and corporations. I mean, look at the NHS. Mm. Yeah, the schools. I, I do think that that is, exactly. I do think that that is very realistic. Although I don't believe the whole that they'd let you keep whatever you find. Oh, no. No. Because then how are they going to profit from that? Yeah, I don't actually get why the companies were doing like a colonisation thing. I don't get what they got out of that. 
Yeah. Unless the colony itself was there for a particular purpose, like say there was like an oil thing there, so they were getting fuel from that. But they also wanted to map the outer area, and if someone finds something, then that's theirs to keep. It'd be probably more like, you know, they'll probably just give them a settlement fee or something and they'll claim the rest. Yeah. Like, yeah. for example, you found that, there you go, it's 100k type of thing. Keep you quiet, bugger off. This is ours. There's 100 yeah. space chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cosmic chickens, there you go. I think space chickens would be cool. And it makes sense because imagine a space, like a space chicken farm on a low gravity planet. <laughs> All those chickens can fly now. <laughs> Chickens make so much sense in space for me. It's given the opportunity to finally be proper birds. <laughs> well, what do you think they're going to turn into? Eagles? They will be the eagles of space. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and delicious. <laughs> the delicious eagles of space. That's how they'll be advertised. <laughs> Spend ten years towing shit in space. You'll get to discover the wonders of space eagles. <laughs> <laughs> or earth chickens, as I sometimes call them. <laughs> I want to see a flag with that on. Space chicken? Yeah. Well, maybe Tom can get on that through the week. It'd be the, the flag, <laughs> I the think flag of the universe. <laughs> yeah, you could create our you could create the new Dixie chicken logo for space. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are, are we ready to go over to the uh, sponsor zone? Yeah, I I don't know. Are you, I'm guessing you're waffling on the uh, uh, We could all have a little comment about our sponsors. Would you like that? Of course you would. Yeah. Follow me. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> it's just over here. <laughs> The Opa. Opa, thank you. The sponsors. <laughs> that is exactly what the theme tune will be, and if it's not, I quit. That's how you're quitting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been four while it lasted. Can I? Can I continue? Yep. Continue, please. Okay. Hey everyone, just want to say thanks for tuning into this episode. Um, each time we have an episode, we're gonna. Cut it halfway, and we'll we'll talk about a couple of the sponsors who um, have been nice enough to uh, you know help us out making the show, or you know actually donate a bit uh, towards it. And uh, our sponsors for this week, uh, probably no to surprise to everyone who's listening, is uh, Destination Venus, which is a fantastic comic book and graphic novel store uh, located in Harrogate on Parliament Street. Uh, they have a Facebook, they have a Twitter. They have a website, www.destinationvenuscomics.co.uk. Uh, definitely check them out. It's run by a lovely guy called Reggie, who also has a, a podcast, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, and uh, Grumpy Scott, Ian, uh, works there. It's a fantastic place to go. Check them out. Awesome, awesome place. Uh, I may be slightly biased. I did used to run the business, but. Uh, I think both my co-hosts will agree that it is a fantastic and, frankly, the only place you should go to get your comic books. Yeah, I, I agree. I've been getting my comics there for, well, about 10 or 12 years now, and they've not let me down once. God, yeah, it's been a long time that we started going there. Mm. I forced you into that store. Yeah, yeah, I remember the first comics I got, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Grind. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> 
I believe my first ones from there were Bear and Lenore. So I I didn't start off so hardcore. Hmm. Well, not many do. Not many do, Claire. <laughs> I think my, but that all changes. I think my uh, first comic that I got there before I owned it was uh, Punisher versus Daredevil. I also started mm. getting Walking Dead Very good. as well. Yeah, so uh, please check them out. Like I said, um, look for them on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you'll find them. It's Destination Venus Comics. Uh, and like I said, uh, located in Harrogate, local store. Been there for over 10 years. Check them out. Uh, Leading on from that, there's also the Geeks at the Gates podcast, which is uh, set up again by Reggie, uh, where we talk about uh, loads of geeky stuff. I've been on a couple of episodes. It uh, also features uh, Steve uh, Dempster, Ian McDougall, uh, Matt Yo. Uh, we, you know, sometimes mix it up, different people. Uh, we get together, talk about loads of cool geeky stuff. They can be found on SoundCloud. Um, and again, they have a Facebook page. I think you can find the link from the Desa Chavinas Comics website uh, and the uh, Facebook page. So you can have an, another fun podcast to listen to uh, if you enjoyed this one. Uh, Claire, do you want to do the next one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love the professional quality. I thought he's so stupid then. That was your normal voice. Great. Yeah, sure, yeah, great. Let's go for a milkshake. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> totally cool, man. Listen up, fellow kids. So, um, our but, second. Yeah, you. Kids out there. Can I do my section, please? <laughs> um, yeah, so our second sponsor is. Um, a really cool dude that we've known for quite a few years, um, Ian McDougall. Um, he's uh, an artist. And he's absolutely fantastic. Um, he's got an Instagram, Ian Mac Art. He's also got um, a Facebook page and um, an Etsy store. Uh, his Etsy store is... I'll give you the address for that so you can go on and check out his work because he definitely deserves uh, the support. It's www.etsy.com slash UK slash shop slash Ian Mac Art. Go out and check his stuff. He does a lot of pop culture, uh, drawings, uh, paintings. He does take requests as well. He's just absolutely fantastic. He, um, If you check out our uh, podcast logo, the Knights of Infinite Resonation logo, he actually designed it himself as well, which is just incredible. So, uh, yeah, go check him out. He's great. He also did it in, like, no time, and it's just rad as fuck. Like, I could not be happier with it. I've I've got a couple of pieces from him already. Um, he's just he's so worth it. He really is, and he's really not expensive. Which for the quality of the artwork that he does, you know, he really is worth like getting work from now before he realizes how good he is and charges a lot more. Because honestly, <laughs> so talented. Yeah, he never he never listens to anyone when they compliment him. He's he's so humble. He did um. I asked him to do a sketch for the, my favourite comic character, Black Bolt. And he did literally just a quick sketch before he did the real thing. And and I mean, the quick sketch was just top quality. I couldn't even believe how good it was. I mean, so much so that I asked her to keep it because he was going to chuck it away. <laughs> it was just amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I think we'll get back to the show. Uh, unless anyone else has anything they want to say about how awesome Ian's artwork is. Just make him feel more uncomfortable if he ever listens to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it annoys me how good he is and how humble he is regarding his own artwork. Oh it's yeah, just, it's inf- it's infuriating because you're like you're brilliant at what you do. Just accept it. Yeah. Yeah, he's such a dude. Yeah, it's annoying talent. 
he's one of those guys who just is yeah. really good at most things that he tends to do. Like, I don't know. This isn't obviously to do with his artwork. If you've seen him ever, like, play guitar and sing, like, swoon. Oh, my God. He's so good. Have what? you been swooned, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> have you never heard him play, like, a song, sing a song and play guitar? No, never. When? How, how have no? I he's got an, you... He's got an angelic voice. Have you been McDougald? <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been McDougald. <laughs> oh, and once we've done this podcast, I'll find it. I will find this and I I don't know if he showed me from like one of his like private videos or whether it was a social media thing. I'm sure it's on Facebook. I will find it. You will watch it and you will leave me seriously. <laughs> like dude's like, "Oh my god, why are you not doing like cover artwork for your albums?" I imagine he's like Johnny Cash. He's nothing like Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a negative by the way Johnny Cash has got an amazing voice and plays the guitar I mean it's not angelic. that anyone swoons well, he's not really angelic either <laughs> and to, be, to be fair I, I tried to think of the most coolest person <laughs> who I know sings and plays the guitar Johnny Cash came to mind? yeah he's, he's cool okay anyway <laughs> enough of embarrassing Ian let's, uh, let's get back on with the show For the second half of these shows, uh, I kind of just want to do kind of a bit of a quick fire quest round and just kind of see what people think uh, in regards, obviously, to the subject. So, in regards to the Alien franchise. Chicken. D- yes, Tom, chicken. No. <laughs> do you, are you proud what? of yourself? Are you proud tripping me up? Sorry. I'm going to let you do it now. Do it. You introduced this bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you clearly want to, you clearly want to contribute. I just wanted to mention chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean you've got a list of subjects. You fire some quick fire infinite question round at me. No. And Claire. It's not it's not, it's not happening. It's not happening, Jack. You'll be waiting a while. <laughs> so, are you going to allow me to continue without interruption? Yes. Good. So for the second half of this podcast, I want to do a what I call the infinite question round, where I'll just fire off uh, random questions to do with the subject of what we've been talking about, uh, and see what you guys think. Uh, so obviously, we've seen that there's a lot of space travel involved in this uh, future that we've been looking at, but we don't know what happens to the poop. What happens to the poop? They fire it. But where are they firing it? You can't just like leave some like frozen solid turds in space on a space route because they're traveling that obviously fast. Project, they're projectiles. That's an accident waiting to happen. Look at gravity. If it was but... stationary, <laughs> then traveling faster than the speed of light. Can you imagine is, what Jack, hitting? Uh, uh, they're truckers. They pull anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but if they're traveling faster than the speed of light and they hit another trucker's turd. It's going to destroy everything. <laughs> it destroys a lot of things on Earth, let this, alone This is space. one thing that sci-fi never covers. What happens to the poop? I would everything imagine poops. there's a space sanitation ship. The space <laughs> bin men. Some poor bastard. <laughs> 
someone someone's job to fly around space pooper scooping all exactly. the shit. <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't it be just better to have their own little tank where they can maybe just like I don't know freeze it or something? I don't know. Hyper poop sleep chamber. Hyper poop. Yeah, put it into sleep for two years <laughs> so it doesn't <laughs> smell. <laughs> Even though it smells when it comes out, so that's no. No, they could get some of that new. Have you seen that new vi poo? Vi poo. That airwick spray or whatever. There's literally. I'm not shitting you. There's ha. No pun intended. There's a new spray <laughs> out there where you before you go for a shit, you spray it into the toilet and it masks the smell of shit. So you go shit and the smell doesn't escape. I do that anyway. It's called going for a piss first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what an aroma. <laughs> Mmm, <laughs> asparagus. <laughs> that is grim. Yeah, I mean, because you can't leave it on your ship. There's no way that you can leave your shit locked away on your ship. And the piss. Without... Don't forget the piss. And the piss. Well, yeah, but I suppose that's easier to eject into space. Yeah, but again, if you're, you literally would have to track every single bit of it, so you didn't collide with it when you're travelling faster than light. I can't even... Im- there is no physics to that. I assume it ain't good physics. And all those space chickens, they're plopping somewhere. <laughs> Them space eagles probably leave a lot of shit. Yeah, on the windshields. <laughs> now, I think, they'll, I think they'll just keep it on board till they actually get back somewhere. Then they'll just suck it out of a tank. <laughs> okay. Like I said, uh, I, I space think that, sanitation. Yeah. yeah, they'll have a soil tanker. <laughs> all right. That's a good answer. I think that makes sense. I think that's probably most yeah. likely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Another question. If they have obviously super realistic humanoid robots and they're not using them to just do all the jobs, what do you think else, what else do you think they're used for? Well, I think if... Sex. Uh, you, yeah. Someone had to, didn't they? Well, they use them now. Yeah, but they're not like moving, are they? They're like There's that guy who's married... To his sex doll. Yeah. So I'd imagine it's this like time a moving back. sex doll. Next time it fights back. Is that what you just said? <laughs> I can talk back now. Yeah. Oh, they said fights back. <laughs> Fight back. <laughs> too very, too long. A robot's been raped. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I was talking to the obviously the two experts on robot sex. <laughs> well, Claire mentions it a lot, so I feel like I'm an expert on the subject now. I mention robot sex a lot. Do I? Never shut up about it. <laughs> what can I say? A, gir- a girl's got to have fantasies. <laughs> Robocop and Terminator. <laughs> or Ian Holm. Like, he was the robot. <laughs> <laughs> Not do it for oh, you. What, no. what was his name in Aliens? Lance Henriksen? Oh, oh dear. But then again, Michael Fassbender. So Michael Fassbender. That he was one of the first as well. Like, what happened? They were like, ugh, these robots are too sexy. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, you mentioned in Aliens, the, the ship looks really grimy and a bit grotty. Everything yeah. just goes downhill in time. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, Prometheus, they've got, like, super holographic computers. And then you look at, like, Alien, and those computers are just obviously 80s technology. Yeah, like a Mac, uh, like a, an old sort of Apple Mac. <laughs> yeah. So, what, the robots, that's it. It's either the robots are used to tow shit with people, or they're being fucked. Pretty much. Yeah, well, that, I'd agree with that. To be fair, 
To be fair, every time those robots are ripped apart, they are very milky inside. With who? Their own milk. That's clearly what they run on. That's <laughs> that's what fuels them. <laughs> Oh, that's right. can't function without man milk. <laughs> oh, that's... I think it's gone sour. And it probably would in a robot. <laughs> oh. I'd imagine the stench is bad. All the wire oh. circuits getting all hot. It's like a walking sock. <laughs> <laughs> a walking electronic sock. <laughs> like an, a highly advanced fleshlight. Pretty much. <laughs> this one says thank you. <laughs> well, you've, if you, when you've eaten all your space eagle and you've bored a hypersleep, I suppose all you've got to do is just pork your robot. <laughs> so no other, no, we don't think the future of robotics is going to lead to anything other than sex robots. Yeah. No. Oh. All right. Oh no. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> I also like um, when they discover like alien life. No one's excited. Like it's clearly not the first when you think about it. So yeah. like, do we think that'll be that'll be something eventually that will be happening? Like we're going to eventually just get bored. Like oh yeah, another alien. Like because they're not excited when they find all this stuff. They're a bit curious. They found some alien spacecraft and they're literally oh look at these eggs. I'm gonna just fucking walk among them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like they're so disinterested and just kind of immune to the wow factor of it. Like it obviously is common occurrence to discover new sh- alien shit. Yeah, but in Prometheus they expected that to happen. Like they were expecting to find their creators, and they obviously. Had got to Earth somehow, so they were shocked. Uh, the aliens had created us, but they weren't shocked at aliens. No one was losing their shit. They were hot. They, no one was having an existential moment. It's just yeah, aliens, meh. Mm. And you never really see that all the time. Whenever it's sci-fi, it's always like a big deal. Like oh my god, alien civilization. In this, it was just yeah. a uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, you think that you'd be freaking out a little bit. The only reason they got excited is because the aliens started killing them. Would, would excited be the right word? Well, they certainly weren't bored, were they? Well, no, I suppose. It's something to do. Well, I'm not fucking David, so... <laughs> <laughs> I might as well preoccupy myself with running away from this big, bulky white dude. <laughs> and an egg that's trying to attach itself to my face. To be fair, if we're talking about the alien franchise, it's hard not to get sexual. They are literally like giant angry penises killing everyone. And face-hugging vaginas. Yeah. It's a, it's a sexy, sexy film. <laughs> <laughs> Claire with her rilfs. Robots I'd like to fuck. Has it has it been a porn made out of um, alien? I'd be surprised oh. if there wasn't. That'd be something interesting to watch. Galians? Is that what? Uh, gay- Galians? Erotic- Galians? Why? So it's a niche market. So the face huggers can't be in it then. There's literally flying vaginas. Well, I was just trying to make a pun on the name. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I didn't think this podcast was going to turn out this way. No. We are really earning this explicit tag. Well, it kind of has to when it involves Tom and me. It's going to be some sort of... So it's going to happen. I don't know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) 
I'm a good, honest Christian boy. I don't know. <laughs> what I meant to say is that there's obviously going to be some sort of explicit content when it contains us. That's true. So, in conclusion, are we resigning ourselves to this happening or not happening? Is there anything where we thinking, yeah, that's probably going to happen? Or are we just are we rolling the, the Alien franchise out as just... It's just a big fantasy that's too good to be true. Yeah, I think the, you need a lot more time than their sort of... Well, if it was a longer time scale... If if you gave it like a thousand years, do you think do you think that's something that could happen? You think are we are we resigning ourselves to a corporation controlled, weirdly perfect but grimy future with sex robots and space eagles? I'd say it's already happened. <laughs> I will resign myself to sex robots and space eagles, but nothing else. <laughs> okay. And grimy corporations are here now anyway, so. Yeah, I th- I can see that extending, and I can see space chickens. Sex robots, honestly, I think as soon as they become sentient, I don't think we're allowed to rape them anymore. So... I think I think Japan probably have them somewhere. <laughs> Japan always have things like that. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned rape, anyway. Jack. Well, because they're, if they're, they're pretty sentient, I don't think that you can just say, Robot, <laughs> I've, I'm full of space eagle... Come fuck this. I think they get a choice. Like, I don't think you could just say that that's happening now. And then sweep up the chicken bones. <laughs> I need to burn the space eagle off before I go sleep for five years. <laughs> well, i got to get to sleep. Sometimes that's probably the best way to get to sleep. <laughs> David, come here. You're running low on battery. It looks like you need man milk. Your arm's a bit stiff. It's making a right creaking noise. I think it needs some uh, bodily fluid. (laughs) I just want to let you all know that this is our first episode. The only people that will listen to this for a long time is our friends and family. And they have just listened to us talk for about ten minutes. Essentially about filling robots up with jizz. (laughs) And they wouldn't expect anything different from you, Jack. (laughs) And and they'd be so proud. (laughs) Uh, So I think we can wrap up there. I I can't see this conversation evolving into anything more. We've resigned ourselves to space eagles and sex robots. We've cracked it. Uh, we, we've, yeah. So tune in in two weeks if you enjoyed this mad rambling of, about the future. Uh, and we'll talk about something else. Uh, I don't know what. Who knows? There's an infinite possibility of topics. Uh, until then, I've been resigned to being Jack Sinclair. I've been resigned to being Claire Adams. I've been resigned to being Thomas Monaghan. Uh, until next time. Come for this! For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs>